0: all right guys good morning how you doing doing well everyone survived cupid's arrow the day after enough of that love already huh all right hey i'd really like to get to know you personally so if on the count of three uh you would tell me your name i would so appreciate it one two three i am so glad to meet you i feel like we are intimate personal friends Uh, you know names do matter Right? Names matter. I've never met a person who wanted to be called, Hey, you! Or, Hey, dude! Or, Hey, boss! I've never met a person who wanted to be called, Sweetheart or Honey. Names matter. To know a person's name is to enter into sacred space. To know a person's name is to enter into a relationship. As a dad, as moms and dads, as a family, uh, isn't it true uh, that you labor over, you study names, you pull out the dictionary, you buy books that have 6,000 names uh, in, in, in it in order to discover the right name for your child, the strong name for your child child the perfect name for your child i tell you one of the most significant fights that my wife and i had was over my son's middle name my great-great-grandfather was chauncey merwin my great-great-grandfather was chauncey merwin my grandfather was chauncey merwin my dad was chauncey merwin um, and, and I wanted to call my son Chauncey Merwin. My wife said, no way, we're not going to use that name. Okay, how about Bruce Merwin? She said, no way, I'm not going to use uh, the middle name Merwin, M-E-R-W-I-N, Merwin. I'm not going to use it. And so um, I slept on the couch that night, actually. Um, I, I like the name, my middle name is Merwin. I'm Glenn Merwin. Um, I had a lot of names growing up. In, as a kid, I was known as Pudge. In elementary, I was known as Bubbles. In junior high, I was Big Red. And throughout high school. And then in college, I was known as Horse. There's a theme here if you kind of put all those together. They all have something in, in common. Names matter. Names are significant. They're purposeful. They reveal so much about who you are, not only your character, but maybe purpose and mission. The Gospel of John is a beautiful gospel. Perhaps it's your favorite gospel. Throughout the Gospel of John, Jesus again and again and again reveals his name. We have a God who pursues us. And over the course of the Lenten season, we're going to journey together and look at those awesome, those, those great I am statements that Jesus makes about himself, at least eight of them, the way I count them. And they should be reminiscent for each one of us of that encounter that God himself had with Moses, recorded in Exodus, through that burning bush, really happened, believe it happened where God would reveal himself and let Moses know, I have a name. I have a name. And I'm going to make it easy for you. My first and last name are the same. And it's always in the present tense. I am that I am. The prologue of The Gospel of John serves as the foundation, it's the bedrock, it's it's the catapult, it's the launching pad, use whatever illustration you want, for the rest of the Gospel, and to discover the meaning, the purpose, the significance of each one of the great I Am statements that Jesus makes. Truly, throughout the prologue, the first 18 verses of John, you see concepts, teachings, truths about life, light, darkness, witness, truth, grace, glory. And the Gospel of John, throughout the remaining chapters, illustrates, augments, gives purpose to those truths. And especially, you guys, the great I am declarations that Jesus makes about himself. But there is one verse that holds it all together. And if this one verse is not true, it all collapses. It's not true. Or at least it doesn't have the punch, the power, the purpose, the significance that it needs to have. And an eternal one, I might add. And it's verse 1 of chapter 1. This verse is not true. I don't care what you read throughout the rest of the gospel. It's not true. It's all going to fall apart. And I might add, Christianity would have no legs to stand on. this verse is not true, then we might as well all go home. But it is true. So read with me verse 1, if you can. Uh, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Oh my goodness, you should hear the opening verses of Genesis. For Jesus himself is declaring, he is telling us something about himself, that he is God himself. For in the beginning, God, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Jesus is the Logos. He is that word spoken speaking all things into created order. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. God. So in our time together, I simply want to introduce or begin the discussion of what does God's name, I am that I am, mean? God did not choose his name randomly. He didn't choose his name capriciously. He doesn't want nicknames. His name is I am that I am. What does it mean? Obviously, God intended that his name, as he reveals himself, right? You guys know he reveals himself to us. As he reveals himself to us, he wants us to see his character He wants us to see his attributes. You and I are invited to see who he really is. And there is only one I am that I am. There's only one true I am that I am. And then I think also uh, in the revelation of God himself and his name, he wants us to understand his purpose, his mission, his significance, if you will, in relationship in your life, and in mine. Three things, quickly, if I have time, I do. Uh, (laughs) I think there are three things, introductory, cursory, things that I want to raise for your discussion. God's name is holy. Holy is the name of our God. It is high and lifted up. It is at the name, the name of our God, the I am that I am, that every knee should bow and every tongue confess. In this case, Philippians 2, that Jesus Christ is the great I am. He is Lord to the glory of God the Father. He is the great I am. For those of us who are followers of the great I am, For those of us who are followers of the Messiah, God made flesh, we cringe every time someone uses God's name in vain. When anyone uses Yahweh or Christ or the great I am in vain, we cringe. And if I hear you say it, I will call you out. I will risk our relationship (laughs) at the expense of lifting high and exalting the one name that is above every name. It's holy. The Israelites, the Jewish people for century wouldn't speak out Yahweh. They wouldn't speak the name of a God because it was too holy. Indeed, you should remove your shoes. He is holy. Rather, in the Old Testament, you will see Yahweh uh, translated Lord and always in capital letters. You know, when you see those 700 or so occurrences of Yahweh, and you say, Lord, capital letters, you know that you are being confronted in that moment by the great I Am. I think there's a second lesson that comes out of not only God's name is holy, but he is so personal. The name of our God is personal. His mission is to... Bring us into relationship with himself. I'm reminded of what Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Be reconciled, that is be right with Yahweh. Be right with the great I am. And this is how it works. The one who knew no sin became sin, that in him you might be made right. That is the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. All brothers and sisters, heart God loves you. He wants a relationship with you. That's in the very essence of who he is. He pursues us relentlessly in order to draw us back unto himself. And through his son Jesus, there is that way. I think thirdly, God's name is not a noun. God's name is a verb. His name is not I. His name is I am. Our God is an active verb. He's never idle. He never sits still. He's never bored. He's always creating, sustaining. He is always moving, if you will. And he is the one present today through his word to say to you, I am, I am all that you ultimately need. I am all that you need. Do you feel yourself isolated? Locked out, if you will. I am the door. Come on in. Do, do, do you feel yourself wandering? Do you feel yourself uh, lacking purpose or identity? He would say, I am the shepherd. You're my sheep. I love you. I call each one of you by name, and you're in my father's hand, and no one's going to snatch you out of my father's hand. Uh, Are you feeling that you're walking in darkness? He would say to you, I am light. I am the light of the world that shines into darkness, shines into despair, shines into those those regions of your soul that are mourning and broken and hurt in order to bring my redemptive grace. Uh, Are you finding yourself hungry? He would say, I am the bread of life. Do you find yourself thirsty? He would say, I am the waters of life. Do you find yourself fearing and that is in a health unhealthy way, uh, fearing death? He would say, "Oh, no. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the resurrection. You don't have to fear death. You don't have to fear. Because the, through the open door, through me as your shepherd, through the one who's going to enlighten the way, through the one who will make sure your soul is satisfied. You and I, the great I am, will dwell together in the house of the Lord forever. God's name is holy. God's name is personal. He is the great I am who is always in pursuit of you. Where can you go? Can't can't hide from him. He's always pursuing you to draw you back into a reconciled relationship with himself, that he might become your I am. Your personal. And to that end, we pray, Father God, we ask that your truth, the word of the gospel, the word, the great good news, the dynamite of the gospel, would explode in our hearts today as you reveal yourself, the great I am. We love you. Thank you for redeeming us and working salvation in our hearts. May we now, as your ambassadors, go forward to declare the great I am, the one who would know no sin, to become sin for us, that we might be reconciled, that all might be reconciled. To the great island. And to that end, we all pray. And all my new friends would say, Amen. Good.